Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, young world, it's your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. This is the kid, Ferrari Simmons. Hey, yo, what up, podcasters? It's the one and only OCT from the Ball Alert Show. That's right, it's all produced by me. And we, we own From the latest in entertainment news, baller mail, comment creeping, celebrity guest hosts, and more. We got nothing but big vibes on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Big vibes with me, Ferrari Simmons. Me, Sue Solo. And me, OCT. Check us out on the Baller Alert Show podcast today. Available on the iHeartRadio app. On Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast. Ho, 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 open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's holidays everyone <laughs> uh welcome to couples therapy my name is andy i am naomi and we are a real life couple we are a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy what we mostly do is bring you live sets from our show couples therapy uh which you can hear in los angeles and new york and other cities around this country and we have stand-ups who are lovers best friends spouses maybe even siblings do sets together about their relationship sometimes we have them Come in studio. Sometimes we do other stuff, Naomi. We're really expanding 
what the show can do. Ugh, we're taking we're going on a journey. It's all an uh, emotional journey. Okay, I'm Jewish, but today <laughs> is Christmas. But you had such a good Santa voice. Yeah. You did a really good Santa voice, Andy. Look, as a Jew who grew up in Pennsylvania, where I was uh, lonely. <laughs> oh. It's not like I grew up in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, where there were plenty of other Jews. <laughs> I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, where there's a handful of us. <laughs> and I was always the weird one with, what's your, uh, what are those uh, Jew dice? <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. The answer, you is, got- the answer is dreidels. <laughs> You guys, you know what? <laughs> this is Christmas Day, okay? This is when you listen into this episode. And you know what? If you listen to Couples Therapy on Christmas Day, it's because you need a break or you don't celebrate. And we're here for you. We you are here break? for you. Because you've been broken. What? By your family. <laughs> you need a break because you've been broken. I'm into it. Yes. And we're here to give you something. Something to listen to. Uh, this is... We want to put on an episode today specifically because uh, a couple years ago we had a Christmas Day dinner at your family's, Naomi. Yes, we did. We were in Nueva Jersey. And your mom's husband accidentally spilled wine on me. Yes, and it was really the culmination of a, t- a dinner of arguing. Arguing. Not with you, but it was part of, in his anger with the arguing, he moved his hand and knocked the wine all over Andy's brand new sweater yes and so i retreated uh, as as my uh, clothes were put into the laundry i retreated to the bedroom to sit in my boxers and <laughs> i was listening to uh the comedy bang bang uh christmas episode i think or like their new year's wrap up something like that yeah and i just remember uh how much joy it brought me just to sit in the bedroom not interact <laughs> with anyone and listen to a podcast and so we're like well why don't we do something similar for you, the listener. Right, um, right. If your clothes are currently being laundered, if they're wine-soaked, and you're <laughs> sitting in a pair of your wife's stepfather's pajama pants. Oh, is that it? <laughs> and you need to get away? This is the episode for you. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe like the third or fourth episode, somewhere early on uh, in couples therapy, we asked people to send in questions that they wanted two licensed comedians to weigh in on. <laughs> And uh, we thought, well, why don't we just do that for a full episode? It was really fun when we did it before. Yeah, and it's also a way for us to give back. And what better day to give back than on Christmas Day? Yeah, or any of the eight days of Hanukkah. That's true, any of the eight days of Hanukkah. Hanukkah look, let's be honest, Hanukkah's not like a real holiday. It's Andy, just that it's, people going to be coming up in your mentions. They, every every Jew knows it. It It's just that it happens to always occur around Christmas. So it got ele- because of you Christians. It got elevated to the heights of Christmas, when really it's pretty minor. If you want (laughs) to have a a, a holiday that's uh, of the same stature as Christmas, you know, let's uh, hang out on Yom Kippur. But we don't have, that's not fun. No, it's not. I was going to say, who wants to come hang out on the day of fasting? What's a present holiday? Purim. I guess that's the closest. The closest. Because you get a a gift if you find the Afikoman. Well, guys, we want to answer some of the questions that you were so kind (laughs) enough to write. And we got a lot. We actually, we'll probably do another episode in the future of yes. this because we got like lots and lots of right. questions. Right. So don't feel like if you don't hear if you don't hear your question here, do not feel like we have forgotten you. Okay. We will hold on to you. We have you in our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers. Yeah. Uh, let's start with a softball question. This is this yeah. comes from us. This comes from us all the way from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Alexandria writes, "I'm going to a wedding. What is a good gift?" 
I'm in the bride's party, if that matters. Yes, it does matter. Okay, girl? You are in the bridal party. You don't need to be breaking a bank. Okay, because you've already spent money on a dress. You've traveled to, I'm assuming, like a shower. I'm assuming, you know, a bachelorette. You've already done a lot. So what I would say is, you know, at this point, I would look at the registry, see what's left. Depending on how soon the wedding is, maybe you got a lot of options. Maybe there's not a lot of stuff left. Maybe you and a couple of the other bridesmaids go in on something. But I don't think you should spend more than a hundo. That's a good answer. Don't you think no more than a hundo? You don't know presents. I mean, I don't. That's the thing because I've I've spent most of my life uh, without a ton of money <laughs> of my own money. I know. So we're always like, <laughs> so like when weddings. I mean, when we were when I wasn't dating you and weddings would come up. Yeah, I I can't remember. Like, well, I was in my friend Kyle and Tara's. I was in his uh, groomsman's party. What do you call it? I was I was a groomsman yeah. Yeah. for him. I can't remember. I had to have gotten it something. But I think I don't think I spent more than like fifty to a hundred dollars, yeah, and that probably. was always breaking. That was already the breaking bank the bank, for me. right? Because you were what a grad student or something. Oh God, yeah. So it's <laughs> like so right when you so it's like definitely like you know especially you're close enough to the bride to be in her party. You guys are close. She knows you're her friend. You don't necessarily have to show your love with money. You're showing up in so many ways. Um, Unless that person, well, there's are some people who are like. Uh, who are materialistic That's and true. who do equate the present you get with your feelings towards them. That's true. And I mean, and some people, unfortunately, will treat treat weddings like, well, we're going to get a lot of gifts, right? Like, Cash grabs. Right. Like, we're going to ha- spend all this money at a party, but we're going to make it mostly back in checks, <laughs> um, which I think is a real messed up way to think about the wedding. It's a little tough. I would rather that, I would rather in the future that there is like a, a kind of like Kickstarter type thing for weddings. You've made a joke about this before, about there being Kickstarters for weddings, but like a thing where people just pay for their meal. Yeah. They prepay for their meal. Yeah, and that way you can yeah, that way you can afford the wedding. I know. Everybody should just cover their chicken. Every person <laughs> cover their chicken plate. And then we all have a good time. Because the idea is like, I want everyone to come together, and I recognize that for everyone to come together, uh, they have to receive, you know. A meal, a nice time, some, you know, sensible lodging. Beer and wine. Yes. And like a variety the, of sodas. A variety of sodas. A variety of canapes. But I don't think, but at the same time, it's like, that costs so much money. It's like a little crazy and it kind of just feels like, also like if you want to come to the wedding, I don't know. I, ugh, I can't even figure it out. <laughs> the thing is, I'd have to know what's on her registry. I'm feeling like I'm not answering your question because what's a good thing to get? I don't know. Something. It's always nice to go something personalized, something like embroidered with initials or something screen printed even. I always get people with babies. I like to get them like a custom onesie with the kid's name on it or something because it's like it's special, but it's not particularly expensive. Or like a picture of fallopian tubes. Absolutely Here's not. your origins. <laughs> The baby's origin story, like he's a Marvel character. Um, so just a little something. I think something customizable would be cute. Um, you know, with like the wedding date, little initials. Here's, here's the thing. It depends on how uptight the 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 bride is, right? Because uh, if you do, if if they're uptight and you get them something customizable, they're not going to be happy. Well, look, this is the thing. Or something customized. She's in the bride's party. She knows this person. Okay, you know, you know the bride. You know what her personality is. 
will she appreciate a gesture even if it's not exactly what she wants? And then add add to that you being in the party and showing up for all these events? I think so. And if she can't roll with that, I don't know. I'll be your friend instead of her because this is too extra. <laughs> Look, I mean, we know people who are, like, super uptight and have, like, a very specific, like, idea of what they want from presents and things like that. And and that's why it's called an Amazon wish list. You know what I mean? Like, make it simple. I get being specific and wanting what you want. I mean, I certainly am somebody who, like, wants what I want. But I would sooner just tell you what it is and that you can surprise me by when I receive it. <laughs> Um, I hope that answers your question, and I hope you're feeling good and great. Here's another question. This comes from at humdinger underscore underscore, I think. <laughs> uh, and I forgot to write down whether that's on Twitter or Instagram, but I think Twitter. Oh. This is a DM. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Love your show. I just added, I just kept that in there. Uh, my prom description is a bit long, but I love your advice. I'm a 20-something-year-old who's been in a relationship with my boyfriend that I love for 3.5 years. <laughs> But we've been in a long-distance relationship for almost all of our relationship. He's had an engineering job for two years now in the trash state of Oklahoma. Uh, I we don't know how you feel. We know yeah. how you feel about uh, Oklahoma. Thank you for being clear. Yeah. And I'm about to graduate college with double Ds, a double degree in mechanical engineering and film and media studies. Wow, wow, wow. wow both... Left brain, right brain. Naomi, I was about to say that's both hemispheres. <laughs> We're truly connected. I am tired all caps, of being in a long, all caps, distance relationship. And I'm not sure I'd want to continue it after I graduate. I also highly prefer not to get a job and live in Oklahoma. Parentheses. Even if it's temporary for like a year or two for fear I'll get stuck in the state. End parentheses. But I want to be with him and be in a short distance relationship. Should he follow me wherever I get a job or should I follow him? Or is there a better solution? An added level of complexity is the job he has now in Oklahoma allows us to fly for free, parentheses, standby, end parentheses, to almost anywhere in the world. If I made him move and get a new job, we would lose this benefit. I also don't want to be that woman with an engineering degree who followed a man. Any advice? Wow, wow, wow. A lot to unpack. It's rich. Uh, truly a humdinger underscore underscore. Okay? Because here's, okay. So. We got this homegirl up in here with them double Ds, both hemispheres, engineering, film and media studies. We got to get her connected to Oprah. Anyway, okay, so you're tired of being in this long-distance relationship, but certainly wouldn't want to live in Oklahoma, which I get because, you know, she didn't even say if it was Tulsa. Or Oklahoma City. I mean, this could be a little, this could be a little country town. This could be a tiny little moment in Oklahoma. What would you do? But at the same time, you don't want to lose this love that you've developed. Is there now, should he follow me? Should I follow him? Andy, let me hear your thoughts as like a dude. I'm Are you just truly curious. stymied? I'm not stymied, but I kind of want to see what you're thinking. Because it, I mean, it is complicated. It's certainly not a, because here's my next question to be, okay, so currently the job allows for free standby. I do love that. That is great. You know I want to be a global citizen. The question is, how often are you both partaking of that? If this is a job that allows for all this travel, does that mean there are offices all over the country? Is there a way for him to go work in another office in another area that's not Oklahoma? That would be the first question. That would be like the first solution, you know, 
to be in a place that maybe is a little more vibrant. Um, and so that could be an option. But then the other one I would say, you know, if it's like cool to have these standby tickets, but you know, it's been a couple years. Is it a job he actually enjoys or is it a job that just comes with a perk? And are you really using the perk? Because, and then I would also say you could, you know, it's about you now. You've put three and a half years. I mean, you've both put the time in. It's not like one person's in the relationship and the other isn't. But you've been long distance, and now you have this chance to go and find something for yourself. And he's been working for two years. Now it's your turn. It's your world, girl. We don't. You and I don't do well in a long distance relationship. And I moved out to L.A. first, and uh, we were in an LDR for about four months. Yeah. We, uh, like, it wasn't bad, but, like, we don't do well on the phone. You and I aren't aren't good phone partners. Right. Certainly not phone partners. Like, what is it to talk to somebody every day? The things that we would say in person that are so simple and, like, nonsense feel suddenly like it's not sufficient when you're on the phone with each other. You know, like, when it's like, we've made this plan, especially, like, with a three-hour time difference, to talk to each other. And then it's like, so what'd you do today? I was at work. It was cool. I had dinner. It's like, okay, why are you calling me? <laughs> it's tough because there is also like the feminist kind of angle on this, which is like, well, I don't want to give up my stuff to move somewhere for a man. And absolutely and I, she should not. And I feel the the pull of, to me, the, the most relevant thing is like, I don't want to give up my stuff for a man. Uh, in 2018, that feels like, we're almost at 2019, when uh, feminism will go away. Uh, <laughs> hush. No. Just so everyone's clear, I don't actually mean that or want that to happen. But, I mean, it's not just, it's feminist. I think there's also some, something to be said for age, you know? Humdinger is a 20-something-year-old, and I think that is pretty young to be uh, letting a partner dictate your choices. Yeah. That's just a, I just think that we all, I mean, trust me, I know plenty of people who, like, got married at 20, still in love, going strong, but... You know, if that's not where you're at, which it doesn't sound like Humdinger is, you know, tired of being in a long-distance relationship, highly prefer not to live in Oklahoma, you know. Where would, I guess, where would you go? Here's the real question. There's so many, uh, when, when you, <laughs> I find this, when we answer advice questions, it just at means. We have more questions. We have more questions for the person. <laughs> for because the- I'm like, well, where would you go otherwise? Where would, where would you end up if you weren't tethered to this person romantically? And if you like, if you didn't have another person in your life to kind of, um, what's the word with it when you're like triangulate to like triangulate your existential desires with, like, what, where would your path take you? Exactly. And if it went to, if it would take you to like Iowa, no shade to Iowa, but I'm just like trying to pick another kind of like place that similar ish to is Oklahoma. Similar to Oklahoma. Yeah. Then might as well like go to Oklahoma for a little while. But that's not, look. I know, you just don't want to get stuck. Refers to it as a trash state and says, I don't want to be stuck there. So that's also her feelings on Oklahoma. So it's like, no, don't be in a place that you don't um, love, especially if it's a place that doesn't have opportunity for you in either of the fields you're interested in. If it has no opportunity, then no, you know? Um, So I would say no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, but that's, I think all these questions in a way are advice because you got to kind of, nudge somebody towards asking the deeper questions 
and they'll reach their own conclusion. We ain't making nobody do anything. We just being like, you could go this way. I think an alternative would be like, you know, if this is a job that he has a lot of travel, flying for free to almost anywhere in the world, can he be based somewhere else that's a little more active? Or rather, maybe your long distance, is there a way for it to at least be not so far apart? I don't know where you are now, Humdinger, but something that's not so far from Oklahoma? Just say short distance. Short distance. Or I would try. If she can't, she would like to. I think it's, I mean, is there a way, you know, he's been in a job two years. Is it really like growing and going great? Or is it a job, maybe he needs to, maybe he needs the push to move and try something different. You know, if you guys are around the same age and it's been a couple years in one job, it's like maybe he goes find something else. I think you should both put out your feelers for different jobs. I think you, Humdinger, should focus on if, if this, if these areas, you know, engineering, film and media studies are things that excite you, things that you want to, like, grow in and develop, you should do that first. You should put that first. See if you can get a gig somewhere that you like. And then you're going to have to come along for the ride. Well, I hope that helps in some way. Uh, and you know what? We're going to answer some more questions when we get back to this commercial. Hey, guys. It's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together. And we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back. Yes, we are here, honey. I'm pretending to be Ayanna Van Zandt. I'm convinced I can fix your life. And Andy's being more, like, measured and respectful. And I'm pretending to be Jean-Paul Sartre. Here is a philosopher from the 1950s and 60s. And 70s, question mark? We got another question. This comes from Anonymous. I'm going to read it for you guys, okay? Here's Anonymous' situation. I've been in a long-distance relationship for two years, and this summer moved to my boyfriend's city for grad school. Ooh. I really like it here, but it looks like our relationship is stalling out. Uh Uh-oh. I love him so much, but our time just doesn't feel enjoyable. Is this worth fixing? I don't know whether staying in the relationship or ending it is the right or wrong decision, but it just feels like my whole life is about to come crumbling down if we break up. I don't know anyone here. I mean, I have classmates who are nice, but they're married and stuff. How do I move forward with basically nothing else outside of school to keep me busy if we break up? Also, I'm 30, which I know isn't old, but it's kind of daunting to potentially be starting from scratch when I, A, still have love for this dude, and B, everyone around me is getting married. Or about to. Or about to. Yeah, this is a tough one. I remember when I was in grad school. This is the thing. When I was in grad school, I was either in school or I was making comedy videos uh, or making comedy videos instead of doing my schoolwork. (laughs) <laughs> and I did, you know, I had friends in grad school, but they were friends I made in grad school or like friends. I, I went to Temple in Philly or friends that from Reading, where I grew up, I think I mentioned that uh, a, thousand <laughs> a thousand times every episode <laughs> uh, that had moved to Philly. So I, I kind of had um, uh, a, a support group, uh, a, a safety net of friendship already there. I'm trying to think like. 
Because, like, if it's stalling, well, okay, if you still love the person, here's the well, thing. Right, exactly. If you still love the person, then you should work on reinvigorating that love. Yes. I mean, you and I, we do that shit all the time. Yeah, we you gotta, have to. You got to reinvigorate love. A relationship is, a, a relationship that you want to be in is a lot of work. I think I don't think anyone ever tell no one told me that. Yeah. Every I didn't message know. that I ever got from some kind of rom com or from culture at large, anything like that, was always this kind of like, well, love is easy. Love is proud. Love is <laughs> what, is the, well, what is that thing that you from the from the Bible that you read at, 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 at uh, weddings. weddings. <laughs> but uh, so every message I've ever gotten is that it's supposed to be easy, but I don't think that's true. I think I don't know. I don't want to like. I don't want to proclaim a universal and say like all love is work. But I think long term relationships are work. And I think that more often than not, they are work. So that's not a universal, but I'd say like the percentages are great. I think there are two kinds of work that anonymous could be doing in this situation, um, because they say you know, um, I don't know anybody here. So I think. I think what I would do is one, I would put maybe a, um, I put a timer on it. Uh, don't tell your partner per se, but in your head say, okay, three months or six months. You, but no, not like I'm going to get out, but saying I'm going to try to work or maybe you talk to them because if you're feeling like it's not fun, chances are so are they. It's not usually one-sided that someone's feeling like I'm stuck. This isn't what we used to be. So it could be repressed though and maybe don't, aren't acknowledging that feeling. So if, if, they're not. If you can talk, if you can get into it, kind of saying that and then saying, let's put some work into this. And so it's both work into the relationship, meaning how to find fun. Because my question would be, is it not fun because of grad school? Is it like mm. so busy and so stressful that, you know, he up in here at school all the time and in the library and you chilling in the house, you know, um, in which case it certainly it feels like it could be temporary. Or is it not no, fun? No, Anonymous is in grad school. Oh. But either way, couldn't that be part of it, too? The question is, okay, if Anonymous is liking where they are, but grad school is like a lot of work, that's going to change the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, that could be, you, you, you know could be mean? doing so much schoolwork. I don't right. know whether, I don't know what your discipline is, but you right. could be doing so much schoolwork that that's taking up the majority of your brain and the romantic parts of your brain are atrophying. And you're not feeding them enough. Right, because Anonymous says, nothing. basically, I have nothing outside of school to keep me busy if we break up. Well, okay, you got to work Uh, on that. You got to have something going on outside of school and outside of this person. But just another person, you know what I mean? Like, you and I, Andy, we work hard to have other, you know, we spend time with separate friends and we, you know, do things apart. Obviously, I have stand-up. You know, you have the writing stuff you do and, you know, making sure that there's something else so that all the pressure isn't on the relationship yeah well that is a majority of the work that you and i do which is finding stuff outside of us (laughs) to invest ourselves in so that it isn't just the other person that is taking the brunt of whatever your emotions are right so i feel like it's a two-pronged approach to this work and i think you need to make a wholehearted effort to try it and if you know, if the boyfriend ain't coming around, if it's not feeling good, then you know what? You got your answer. You did everything you needed to do. You gave it a shot. You tried to work it out. And then if the relationship were to dissolve, 
you have, if you're doing this right, you've been doing the work alongside that of making the friends, doing the other thing, getting into a damn hobby. So that way, if it falls apart, you ain't alone. Try it, buy it, then take it back. Hello. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yes. I was re- I'm really trying to like throw in some catchphrases, some like <laughs> real easy kind of uh, Dr. Phil or whoever those freaks are. <laughs> They're kind of catchphrases. I love it whenever I say part of part of the joy for me of doing couples therapy is saying crazy stuff and then getting a reaction from you, Naomi. Well, as long as you like side eye and eye rolls, <laughs> then we'll be together forever. Uh, okay, we it hope does. there's a kind of like I like the the there's a, a kind of like roast roasty neggy feeling from <laughs> a side eye roll. <laughs> okay, anonymous. I hope we answered your question. Yes, this find is a, a journey. Hobby. Find a hobby. Make some friends. And put a little fire back in that relationship. Try it. If it don't work, you got the receipt. Try it, buy it, and take it back. <laughs> Come on, that'll catch on, right? People will love that. Okay, let's go to this next one. Uh, this comes from Amanda. And this one is a, this is a doozy. There's a lot here. This is a real, if this was a Fraggle Rock, we'd be doozers. Because this is a doozy. Two parts. My girlfriend and I have been together for three years. I'm planning on proposing to her soon. The problem is, her brother doesn't like me much. I was hoping to include him in the good news. How can I spin this to make it good for him and me? Also, when I told my best friend I was getting engaged, he took over the news and told a bunch of our friends. Oh, Lord. That's a narcissist in training. I wasn't ready to tell them because I haven't even asked my girlfriend. Is this process... He, in this process, he also conjured up some bizarre proposal ideas for me, including, all right, his demon child <laughs> and wife. And wife. All right. <sighs> this isn't what my girlfriend would want. Did he? Hold on. I got to ask this. I got to ask you, Naomi, a question. When he, is this her? Is this Amanda adding that, uh, that her friend has a demon child? Or was he proposing, like, we dress my kid up like a demon? <laughs> And that'd be, and then it would look like you were proposing from the depths of hell. She's just, she's just the child's a demon. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a fussy toddler. <laughs> this isn't what my girlfriend would want. This isn't what I want. I only told him so I could have support while I approach this new path in my life. What can I do not to hurt my friend's feelings, but also keep the proposal between myself and my girlfriend? Also, love the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So you got, you know what? You know what, girl, you are thinking about other people at a moment that is about you and your GF. Okay, this is a two-part question. Let's take the first part, Andy. I'm planning on proposing to her soon. The problem is her brother doesn't like me. I was hoping to include him in the good news. How can I spin this to make it good for him and me? Oof. That's a that's a tough one because I I, you know... I don't know. I love my sister, and I don't think that would ever be a problem. I'm trying to think of, like, who's a, who in my life would I have, like, I don't know. My family loves you more than me, <laughs> so there would never be a thing where I'm, like, trying to include, where I'm trying to fix. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You're out. Well, here's the thing. Because you listen to couples therapy, I assume you're a good person. I assume you are a good, kind, fun, funny person. So I don't know why this brother doesn't like you much. Is it just a rub-the-wrong-way personality thing, or does something go down? I'm assuming it's on him, or maybe y'all just don't vibe. In my mind, the brother is like this grizzled prospector type who lives (laughs) out in the woods and collects rocks that he gives names to. Uh, Sure. This is uh, Sheldon. Sure. This is young Sheldon. (laughs) This is old Sheldon. Yeah, and so he's kind of like a crazy, like, uh, lunatic that lives, (laughs) that, that, uh, like a Unabomber type. And that, and and so you'll never, look, here's the honest truth. You're never going to get a Unabomber type on your side. Nope. Nope. You can't, you're never, you can't worry about winning them. I mean, when you, when you say, you know, how can I spin this to make it good for him? His sister loves you his sister is happy with you you two make each other better that's what's in it for him a happy sibling someone he cares about being happy and made whole yeah look here's the thing he's going to have to live with this exactly no no matter what right and i think the i don't think you have to spin it honestly Right. There's nothing to fake. There's nothing to cajole or lie about. This isn't a hard sell. This is two people in love. Bring him two stones. <laughs> one named Amanda, one named your his sister, whatever his sister's <laughs> name is. And be like, look, these stones are getting together well. They're going to get together with the rest of your collection. This could be us, but you playing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then call the ATF. And get them to raid his strange cabin filled with rocks. So that's the first part. (laughs) The next part is about the- uh, Your your best best friend. friend Who, I mean- Who's, uh, okay, I got here, again, all this stuff always, like, brings up other questions. Is your best friend a narcissist? Does (laughs) your best friend always make it about him? Because- Right, Is is this part of a pattern? Is this part of a pattern, or is this truly excitement running amok? Yeah. And only you know the answer to that. We can't answer that. But regardless of what the answer is, he can't be up in his proposal. You have to, this is your best friend. Your best friend should understand when you say, I really love that you're so excited, 
but we really want to keep, I really want this proposal to be personal, just me and her. Maybe we can get, meet up with you guys after I've done it, the next day or that night, depending on how you guys are feeling. That way he can feel like, oh, I was there for, you know, I was like in there and I could see, but not being there for the actual moment. Yeah. Absolutely no. Here, have your best, put your, put the, uh, like it's Garden State, put your, uh, put your headphones on your best friend's ears for this next part. Hey, best friend, here's what you should be doing. Invite out Amanda and her fiance for dinner the night after the proposal and pay for it. Yes. And a nice place. All right. I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about Olive Garden. That's I'm not talking delicious. about unlimited breadsticks. When you're there, you're family. No. When you're there, you're you're just a patron. It's capitalism. It's the purest form of capitalism. You're giving money for food. All right. <laughs> when you are there, you you are merely a uh a whatchamacallit. It doesn't matter. My brain's slowly melting what i'm trying to say naomi is that he should buy you a real nice dinner if you live in new york maybe you go to red bamboo the wonderful vegetarian place we like to go in the west village it's moderately priced and that's what he should be offering you (laughs) all right and that's it dinner the night after and leave the kid at home buddy okay oh yeah keep the demon child to yourself you're going to pay for their dinner, everyone's dinner, and you're going to pay for babysitting for the night. And you're <laughs> going to congratulate them, and you're not going to put yourself in the middle of it. You get Save a- the drama for some other time. I didn't want to say your mama. I know. You could have said his baby mama, which would have been his wife. But I get it. It's fine. I shouldn't force you to rhyme. I no. shouldn't force you to Save rhyme. Save your like- drama for the comma. Yep. Could I'm be. into it. Look, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to pioneer. I'm gonna try to pioneer Naomi a new catchphrase every single time. <laughs> All right, but why don't we take a break? And when we get back, we're gonna have some more questions. Sound good? I'm in. Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. <laughs> Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. We not only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me solo and it's all produced by me oct on the ball alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast and we're back with more words of wisdom is that true Honestly, I think that, you know, if we had three to five sessions with these people to really get in there, I think we could be making major change. But I think we're doing great work on a Christmas day for the people. Of all days. Of all days. Who out there, tweet at us, who out there is sitting uh, away from their family trying to escape the madness? <laughs> I just want to know that, that personally I'm not alone. 
Also, if you ain't Christian, you ain't doing the Christmas thing. If you yeah. eating Chinese food right now, you in the house chilling with some dumplings, holla at us. Yeah. But maybe you are in an interfaith relationship. This is true. Are you? Do you have faith? No, I don't. <laughs> do I have faith? Absolutely not. But you, you're culturally Christian. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, grew up non-denominational. Yeah. So, Although yeah. I have, I this this is the only thing I do not want a Christmas tree. That, I know. that to me is a step too You've far. You've literally told me this. You told me this like the day we met. <laughs> you guys, here's a, another question. Okay, something a little different. It's not. It's not about love, but I think it matters to all of us. It is from Joe John. All right. Here's my question. If you're just starting to pursue a full-time creative career, whether it's art, comedy, or writing, what's the best way to deal with the side-eye and snide remarks you get from people who don't think it's a worthwhile pursuit? I realize this has nothing to do with love, but I am a rebel. This question was inspired by my mother recently asking me if I got a real job. Quote-unquote. After I stayed up all night working on a commission. Well, honey, you know I had to select this question. Mama drama, creative pursuits, this... Is our bread and butter? This is really difficult. I, I I actually got this more when I was studying philosophy from people. <laughs> oh, you got more shade. I got more shade because people were like, "What are you gonna do with that work at Walmart?" Oh, God. I re- someone did at some like Seder. I think someone did say that to me, and I was just like, "You realize that a professor makes a minimum fifty thousand dollars a year? That's what you do with a philo- that's what you do with a doctorate in philosophy." Yeah, like. I'm not going to, like, walk around Pathmark in a toga <laughs> asking people the, the meaning of life and hoping uh, that they, like, you know, give me an egg out of their dozen. <laughs> so I got it more, but I still, I, I, it, the fact that we are making our way in our careers, I get less of it now. But there still is, I remember when I first started taking improv lessons at UCB, and there's a in New York. There's a place where they used to have a lot of indie shows called Triple Crown. It's like mm. a restaurant in Midtown, and in the basement they would have shows there. And my parents came, uh, and I had already I had gotten kicked out of grad school. <laughs> I had moved to New York to do comedy, and my parents came to this show in the basement of a Irish pub. Is that what? Oh yes, most is certainly. Triple Crown is Irish pub in Midtown. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember. Them just being, I remember them being impressed about some reference I made. And I'm like, that was probably the best. That was probably them trying to like find some, some uh, silver lining. Like, what are, yeah, like, something how are we going to spin, how are we going to brag about this at Temple? Oh, we're not. Right. We better just find some nice little thing. So it, it's, uh, I, so I'm just trying to think back to like when it was a, a philosophy thing and people were just like, disdainful of my existence well even when it was a comedy thing (laughs) like i mean i'll say this i was you know when i was coming up in comedy and doing shows you know my mom did not understand especially like you know she'd be like well how was the show and i'd be like it was fine nobody was there really and she'd be like well why did you do it why did you perform for no one as though it was my fault no one came and also what am i what am i choosing to do which is to do comedy if no one's going to be there her not knowing that part of how you get good is like doing every show you're given and getting used to performing for no one. <laughs> Nothing builds up your inner strength like five people not paying attention to you. Yeah, doing the reps. <laughs> yeah, and like doing them bad too. Like if you can get through that five people not paying attention, you'll be great when you got a hundred who are into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Do you know what it is? After, this is the thing, after the crash in 2008, 
you might as well go for your dreams. If, if this is really what your dreams are is to do some creative pursuit, you might as well because it's as risky as any other job at this point. And I think a lot of people that do throw shade uh, are doing it because they're jealous in some way. Of, yeah, I think of it's you, both. Of you, getting, of you taking the, the risk, of you having the guts to take that risk. Because I, this is not the same thing, but like I noticed that when people find out I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. They often like need to insult me or need to like uh, say something not if not nasty then just like you know off nasty. Smart, yeah, something smart. So a little like a little comment. When I'm not, like I'm not uh, I'm not a vegetarian who proselytizes. I don't you know be like, oh God, you're having that burger. Ew, you know what? Uh, you know the the. Uh, green footprint of uh cattle is <laughs> it's uh the carbon footprint of cattle uh i i'm not like that i just order my meal but then like they're like they have to say something if they find out i'm having a portobello burger or something like that and i find it's often because they uh they think there's something good about vegetarianism that they are too cowardly to take that step I think it could be it could be jealousy. I think especially with parents though, it's also fear. You know, knowing that like when your mom, you know, and it's even if this when it's family and stuff, it's because parents are always worried about you. You know, they're like, when you know, when are you going to get a real job? Is when are you going to have a certain level of income that I no longer have to worry about your well being? Yeah, and I think what you have to be able to say back without getting in deep is sort of, um, I'm doing fine. Like, you don't have to worry about me. It's like, when are you going to get a real job? It's like, Ma, you don't have to worry about when I get a real job. I'm doing really well, and somebody just paid me to do my art. That's it. You know what I mean? Those Ugh. are the facts. It may not be millions you're getting, but, you know, when someone does give you some money for your goods and or services, you are officially working in that field. Here's the, here's the look. Here's the real advice, which is, one, you can either not have a conversation with your parent <laughs> and get a good therapist. And then get out those negative feelings every week. Or, I mean, I haven't even really had this step with my parents. You can have an honest talk with them about, like, how, hey, when you said, when are you going to get a real job? This really hurt me. And, you know, and then continue with the thing that Naomi just said. Uh, I am too scared to have that conversation with my parents. Right. And you could arguably say that I am, that I do have a career in this at this point. Definitely. I mean, right. I think you should just you should just you know in a chill, calm way. Don't get defensive because you're doing what you're gonna do either way, Joe. You're gonna do your thing. So, you know, letting them know like I'm actually doing good. It's like I you know, you know I'm looking for a side hustle, but this is my focus. You know, real job. You yeah. know, reframing it. The quote unquote real job is actually the side hustle that allows you to do the thing you want to do. Remember, if you get defensive, it's gonna be emotionally expensive. Wow, you're in it. You're in it, Andy. You're really getting it. You're getting good. Um, so we hope that answers your question, baby. Okay, next one. Bethany. How do I get my partner to attend get-togethers with me when he double books slash forgets? Ugh. For example, my friend told me in October she's having a Christmas party on December 7th. I promptly told my partner in October, and he said he can attend. Flash forward to yesterday. He asked me when the party is again. I told him. Then he says he has plans with his brother that day. Quote, when did you tell me about the party? 
I told you in October. I don't know why I made Bethany <laughs> an angry black woman, but you know, that's what I feel. He's going to attend both, but I'm not holding my breath. Ugh. What a pain in the butt, Beth. Such a pain in the butt. This when, is Naomi, when I don't when you tell me something and then it kind of like passes in one ear and out the other for me, you get really frustrated. Yeah, it gets soups annoyed. I will say this. Now, Bethany, how long have you guys been together? If you've been together a while, I would say over a year or more, or to the point where you're doing stuff, is it possible? And I know this isn't romantic, but I'll tell you what Andy and I do, and we started doing this like a couple years in. Google Calendar, baby. <laughs> Legit. We Now we share a calendar. I'm not saying you have to go there. I don't know how long you guys have been together. But if you can at least literally put a fucking calendar invite where it's like, hey, you want to do this? Okay, great. And then you send the invite. It's on his calendar if he's a person that checks a calendar. Because that could be a way to do it. Because, you know, we're not all, like, smart with that kind of, like, managerial, like, time management and administrative stuff. But if you can get a friggin' a shared cow, a little shared couple cow moment, that could really, really help you out. Yeah. It, it, it depends on, like, if he is a spacey person in general, right? Yeah. Because sometimes I, I I remember I used to be less accepting of this. I was a re- my friend Kyle. We were in a band in college together, and he's kind of a spacey person. And I was a dick about it then, and I was the wrong person in that. And I think I'm the spacey person in our relationship, Naomi, <laughs> and you are not a dick about it. And I think oh. you're the good person. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I totally thought I was. Well, because you're always getting on me because, like, I won't put something in the calendar. Well, that's Promptly different. enough. Well, yeah, that's different. That's, like, when we're trying to schedule stuff to get. Now, look, guys, Naomi and I are so fucking busy, man. <laughs> we got so much on our plates. <laughs> I have so many therapy sessions. <laughs> um, but no, but, like, but, but it's definitely, like, on me because I'm not present. I'm, like, in my head. Right. Like, working out math problems or whatever. You know me, and I just casually do calculus. Right. But I'm like like script problems or whatever. Like I'm trying to figure out a character in my head, and it's taking up most of my brain space. When re- and, I'm tar- and I'm with you, and really I should just be fucking present. Right. You have to find a way to like figure out, okay, this is how long we've been, um, you know, this is, this is how long like you and I have been in a relationship where we're like, we know how to make, you know, like how to talk and like where the other person is, you know. Meaning when to bring stuff up, because I think the thing to do too, Bethany, would be like, okay, if you mention it to him in passing in October, I wouldn't necessarily remember something from October come December. I would, I mean, even like as a stand-up, people book me on shows, and if I don't put it in my calendar, like I forget, like I have to put it in my calendar right away because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in December. You know, sometimes I, I can kind of balk at plans far advance, but I would then like bring it up, you know, I would bring it up again like, a month out or something like that, you know? If if he's not a calendar person, I'm not saying that that's the only way, but, I'm like, you got to maybe kind of bring it up again. Also, the double booking, like, if it's something that you guys have planned to do together, you know, a couple thing, you know, something where you're like, I really want you there, and he double books, he got to cancel the thing he double booked. Yeah. you Your thing is first. You ask first whether he remembers or not. And if you need him to be there, he gonna have to be like, "Sorry, I can't." I me- tell that other person he messed up. Cause trust me, if he's double booking, then you're not the only person getting the shit end of the stick in these social situations. So he gotta tell them too. It's like, "Oh, I messed up." Hey, you want to do one more question? Sure. I think let's do this one. This is Vanessa. This is from Instagram. 
Hey, y'all. Putting in a request for some advice. My husband and I have been together for three years and married for six months. I got an IUD last January, which sometimes puts my emotions in a rampage-like state during PMS. I relate to this content. <laughs> so I thought we should do this one. I don't always realize this hyper-PMS is coming because I do not actually get my period. Uh, and then in parentheses it says TMI? Question mark. Sorry, body function. Uh, I don't think TMI. So, all of a sudden, I am mean and nitpicky towards my husband in a very real way. We were wondering if y'all had any advice for how I can try to monitor myself and how he can be sensitive to my situation. Andy, tell him how to be sensitive to a situation. Because uh, you know. <laughs> well, this is the thing, and I learned this back in grad school, but you always have to have a little bit of, uh, A, be humble. You got to give a generous reading to the other person and their emotions. Yes, assume the best. Don't assume that they're out to destroy you. Yeah. That they're trying to ruin you. No, this actually, a, a, a while, I forget when. This was like, like, I don't know, a week or two ago, Naomi. Like, there was something that you, like, grumbled at, and it really, like, it pissed me off, and it, like, hurt my feelings. And I took a moment to be like, oh, I'm being way too sensitive. Naomi is, I forget what was going on with you. This wasn't like a... Uh, menstrual related event, a MR related or something. MRE. There was something. There was something where I'm like, I took a second. And I'm like, oh, you know, Naomi's going through this thing. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't be so sensitive, and maybe I should like actually ask her how she's doing instead. And I think if you take, if like, look, if your partner's a real b hole, then then uh, you don't have to then. Maybe they won't take this uh, step, but I think if they have, uh, uh, if they're vulnerable and they are heart smart, <laughs> much like Naomi's margarine, <laughs> then they can take a moment to like step back, and they can take a moment and step back and not, uh, you know, not immediately be like, uh, uh, well, she's mean to me, so I'm gonna like scream at her. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think, right. And I look, you guys have been married for six months. You've been together three years. I'm assuming there's like open and honest communication, hence the marriage, okay? The mariage. Um, so I think, you know, part of that generousness in, in talking to him to kind of help him think in that way of like, you know that there is a part of the, you know, this nitpickiness or whatever's happening that isn't, you know, that is hormonal, it is... It is this damn IUD, you know, I want you to, if you could please give me the benefit of the doubt, you know, to start so that he doesn't immediately, you know, feel so hurt or get so reactive. Um, also, even though you're not getting your period, I would still write it down. I would still chart all this stuff because even if you're not getting the actual period, you still are, there's obviously an ebb and flow to the symptoms. So when the symptoms start to dissipate, that's kind of like when the period has actually come, even though it hasn't, right? So I would still kind of write this stuff down. If I were you, you know, if you can just keep a little notebook of like, you know, uh, where you're at that day, you know, maybe at the start of the day. So that by the time you get home or whatever, you know, you've kind of shaken it off. You have a little more awareness. So you're not so that like when you do start to react, you can know because I think it's also you knowing in the if you kind of know the topic, say this is where I'm at or this is where I was feeling when I woke up or whatever. By the time you get home, it can give you a little bit of distance between whatever your initial emotional impulse is and what you actually say, you know, to your husband, you know, the nitpicky and the um and the meanness and stuff. Isn't there an app? 
I'm sure there's an app. There's an app for everything. So I'm sure there's an app you can get. I don't know what it is. Maybe we'll end up promoting it on the show months down the line. Well, how do you remember when your period's coming? Well, I take the pills, so it's always at the same time. Uh, I know when I'm done with the pills, the period's about to come. Uh, <laughs> so if you're not on, what are you on, orthotricycline? Thank you, correct. Uh, if you're not on that, then it just like shows up whenever? Yeah, I mean, it's just still, it should still show up every month. But just like pops in at any time? No, it's I've uh, only a ever... cycle is like a cycle can be anywhere from twenty one to twenty eight to thirty days. Um, obviously there's variation among every woman. Um, but you know you'll well, know after so dumb. you you'll know after years of having your period, you know when it's coming and what yeah. causes it. You know what I mean? But it's like roughly you know every three ish weeks. You know, In my defense, I've only ever dated women who were on the pill. Andy, I it's think okay. That's... It's well, okay. Andy, feeling... well, no, I'd love to say. In your defense, I'm the first woman you've been comfortable enough to talk openly and honestly about. Well, about, that's not true. Well, okay then. I you a fool then. Fine, I'm trying to help you, and then you fucking pull it back. So I'm gonna say you a damn fool. Oh. But I would say for real, Vanessa, if you could, if you could jot it down anyway, I think it would help you. And then if you can have this, I'm not sure you and your husband are talking, but to be like, hey, this is what, um, you know, this is what part of this is. Because I'll say even now, even with, as someone on the pill, I get that same way too. And the problem for me is that the feelings I'm having aren't out of nowhere. They're feelings I have had before, but what is happening is that the intensity of them is, like, up to 100. So that can be part of why it's hard to kind of separate between, like, is this hormonal? Because it's like, well, no, I really do hate this thing. But it's like, well, the other three weeks out of the month, you can go on living and it doesn't bother you, but this week you are determined to destroy it and everyone around you. That's the hormone. Or wait, hey, can we turn this? Make him keep track of this shit. <laughs> if your uterus feels like crap, it's your husband's job to track. Yes, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, that's an off rhyme, but honestly, I could see it on the on a cover of a paperback. See it in the cover of a paperback. So... Um, I think you got to. I got you got some options here. You guys can both do this. You know, you're gonna openly communicate. You're gonna jot it down, and you're gonna take a beat when you start to feel the monster rising from within. Take a beat. That's a good way to end. Yes, you guys. I hope this episode brought you some joy, brought you some edification. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We truly do appreciate. Yeah, we got a ton more, so we'll probably do this in the future. Yes, and as always, you guys. If you want to hit us up with questions, if anyone else has something, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Naomi and Andy, on Instagram DM at Couples Therapy Pod. Individually, I'm at Blattress, and he is at Andy Beckerman. Yes. And also, he- please, uh, if you uh, are on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to the show or wherever else you get your podcasts from. If you're there and you don't mind reviewing the show and rating it, it would really help us. Uh, 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 it's a great holiday present for <laughs> Rate, us. review, subscribe. It really does. I don't know if you, Naomi, uh, feel this, but like when I read the reviews, it really does warm my heart. So uh, <laughs> I here's a here's a thank you from me to everyone that's written a review. Yes. Um, thank you. A uh, genuine thank you. And um, also, if you guys would like to see us, you have two chances on the West Coast coming up. Uh, we will be in Los Angeles at the Virgil Saturday, January 5th. 8 p.m., we have a wonderful lineup. Amy Miller, Emily Maya Mills, a lot of other people. It's going to be fantastic. Also, we're going to be at Sketchfest now. We're going to be in San Francisco if you are there, okay? Saturday, January 12th, 
We are doing a special cool late show, 11.30 p.m. at the Punchline in San Francisco. We got a real good lineup coming together. We got John Ross Bowie and Jamie Denbo. Arden Marine and Brian Safi. It's going to be great. Yes. So, as always, if you want information on that kind of stuff, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. And uh, to get tickets, just click on See Us Live. And there's all links to all those shows uh, there. I think that's about it, Naomi. I hope that we're taping this a little bit in advance. I hope our Christmas day is not one where I'm hiding in the bedroom. I have hope. <laughs> I have hope. And that's my gift to you. Hope. <laughs> so don't expect anything else. Cool. All right. Bye. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. It. Only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Bother Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Bother Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you. Get your podcast. Hi, guys. Katie Lowe's here, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. So join me. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 